I remember thinking, she could beat me, but she cannot beat my outfit. <laughs> Pull up in these clothes, look so good. Cause I'm in that hole. You know, all these songs sound good. Cause I'm on that hole. Dead I'm dead out. It's Britney, bitch. <laughs> Popular culture, or pop culture, refers in general to the traditions and material culture of a particular society. In the modern West, pop culture refers to cultural products such as music, art, literature, fashion, dance, film, cyberculture, television, and radio that are consumed by the majority of a society's population. So happy that you joined. Could you give a um, brief backstory for the listeners? Uh, just kicking off? Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Um... Well, my name is Kurt Osenlund. Uh, I am currently, I am an account director and creative director with a PR and content firm called Mark Allen & Co. Uh, I've been with the company for almost four years, and I would say we do niche PR in the sense that we represent a lot of different creative agencies, production companies, media companies, executives there's not a whole lot of limit to what we can do um, but we basically make the people behind a lot of the creative stuff that you see out there or creative development that you see out there we make the people and executives that make that happen we help make them famous by raising their profiles and in addition to that my history has included pop culture and entertainment coverage for time out new york Esquire, Slant Magazine, where I was also an editor. I was a full-time film critic for a time. And I've just oh, yeah. really managed to refine my cultural palette, I guess, which in these days continues to change and warp based on usually around the technology that we have. Uh, but it's just always been a passion of mine and has led into media and culture. It's just always been a passion and it leads into everything that I do. So... I'm excited to chat with you about those topics. Yeah, so I am between millennial and Generation Z, so I came up with some cool pop culture Q&A. Um, just 10, you know, and they're really good. Well, I believe they are. So number I'm one, sure. <laughs> how do you feel about pop culture now? When you look at what's going on, what's your perspective? I have a lot of feelings. Um, I do think it's important to kind of, to maintain awareness of what's going on and specifically, as I said, how technology is changing, how those platforms work. And I don't want to date myself because I am not Gen Z. I'm, I'm what would be referred to as an elder millennial. <laughs> but um, I... I think there's a lot of exciting things that, and 
exciting tools that can be used um, specifically with who gets the spotlight. I love that platforms like TikTok can create a star overnight potentially without them having to have built up an established following. They just may happen to have a really wonderful talent and there's an avenue there for them that didn't exist before. I like that because of the recent changes that have happened in the industry, there's different types of stories being told that didn't used to be told. And some of them simply do come down to who is in front of the camera telling the story. Um, I like to use the example of that movie Coda that won the Oscar a few years ago. It's, it's totally random, but it's about a family with um, a girl who wants to fulfill her dreams, but she happens to have a family who's deaf, and it brings in all of this American Sign Language and things like that. If you stripped away the deafness from that film, it would just be another movie about a girl going to pursue her dreams, yeah. but it becomes something totally different when you add in that element. At the same time, I am really worried for culture, for popular culture in particular, because I feel like it's become extremely sanitized, particularly when we talk about movies. Uh, it's just become a lot more budget-driven and, and finance-driven as opposed to creativity-driven. I don't feel challenged at the movies like I used to. They don't even put sex in a lot of movies anymore for some reason. I mean, it's just... It didn't have to necessarily be an art house film for you to go and see sex scenes in a movie. I, I, I challenge someone to mention to me going to a multiplex the last time they see a sex scene in a movie. It's just a little strange. And I don't know if I'm, I'm assuming that's feeding some kind of bottom line to get the most market in as possible. Yes, I think right now there's a lot of remixes, reboots, remakes there's nothing fresh nothing new and i feel like that's what's missing in pop culture so you did bring up tiktok and that's you know this is for number two social media plays a vital role in pop culture you know tiktok is a great example this platform is making people famous every 24 hours literally could you see um a tiktok music awards happening in the near future, if so, would you attend? Would I attend? If I were invited, <laughs> I would attend. I, I don't know if I would recognize all the nominees, I'll be honest about that, but I'm somewhat aware of it. Um, yeah, I don't why would there not be a TikTok music awards? I mean, it seems to be headed that way. Yes. I think, I think there's ways in which it, again, kind of sanitizes what we consume. Do you think certain, because of TikTok virality, I think certain songs that end up being massive global hits just because they trend on TikTok, not necessarily because, and this is nothing new. I mean, the, you know, things that are popular getting such huge popularity and notoriety, not necessarily because of their artistic value. I love Miley Cyrus, but I'm sorry. I don't think flowers <laughs> is even that special at all but tiktok made it that way and uh music in particular and the way that its relationship with tiktok has evolved and the way that tiktok is actually influencing the industry and the record companies even with what they ask their artists to do yes. i think there's a 
I think there's a real dark side to that. Um, however, there are real, like we said, there's real talents out there that I have discovered through the platform that I may not have discovered any other way. So it could be like a part in a song that blows up on TikTok. Then you get them, you see them performing at Rolling Loud or somewhere. It's barely people in the crowd and the song sucks. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> The TikTok Billboard Top 50 chart is the first official chart in the U.S. to monitor music discovery and engagement on the platform. It is the verified list of the hottest songs on TikTok each week, giving the most accurate record of the current music trends happening in the U.S. market. The chart is based on a combination of creations, video views, and user engagement by the U.S. TikTok community, and will be released weekly on Thursdays. Sexy Red claims the first ever number one spot on the chart with song Ski Ye. Sexy Red's music dominance extends beyond the number one spot. The artist also appears three more times on the inaugural TikTok Billboard Top 50 chart. Additionally in the number two position is Doja Cat's Paint the Town Red and taking number three is Taylor Swift's August. Now number three. I love Idol, but 80% of America hated Idol, but they praise Euphoria. If Zendaya starred as Jocelyn in Idol instead of Lily Rose Depp, you know, Johnny Depp's daughter, do you think Idol would have been more accepted or do you think it was more based on The Weeknd and why people didn't like it because The Weeknd was in the Idol? How do you feel? Wow, that's a great question. <laughs> um... I do not think, I think more people would have watched it if Zendaya was in it just because it's Zendaya. Mm -hmm. I don't think that would have saved the show. I actually thought Lily Rose Depp was fantastic. I thought she was maybe the key saving grace of that show. And to be frank, everything about that show going in appealed to me. It looked sleazy. It looked like all the things that we can't get in movies anymore. It was... Yeah. And when I say sleazy, it's enticing in the sense that it's showing you this underbelly. There's drugs, there's sex, there's music, there's Hollywood, all that kind of stuff. This starlet that's has this Britney Spears parallel going on. <laughs> you have, yeah, have the creator of Euphoria behind it. And there were definitely were some points that I thought were really strong. I, I thought the pilot was okay. I, yes. I like the way they establish all the characters at the house, which happens to be his house, which is kind of hilarious to me. <laughs> uh, but as time went on, I just, it felt, because, you know, we all read about how it had a lot of production issues yes. and the weekend was reshaping the story to be something else. It just felt to me like something that had been thrown together from a lot of scraps that had been pulled apart and just lost its way. Yeah, and didn't really have a whole yeah. And I don't ever want to feel like something that's in Hollywood with young people, with music, with sex and drugs can be that boring. I mean, there was one episode where people are just basically drinking and getting high at the house, and it goes on for a while, and you're just sitting there being like, "When is the action going to start?" Yes, like, I love it. I love the weekend. I love Lily Rose Depp as Jocelyn. Oh, she did so amazing. My thing is, they was at this house the whole time. We didn't see her, you know, on red carpets. You know what the celebrities do. And did you watch Missing? 
um, with Nia Long and how they oh. added in the internet part where she was searching for her mom. They could have added something in there like that, you know, when she was getting trolled online for having, you know, the cum shots on her face. The film with Storm Reid? Um, the young girl. Yeah, yeah. Gloria? Yeah. I didn't see. Okay, well, they had added in the part where... It was like real life. She was searching online for her mom and they had added in the social media element. And I felt like that would have been great for them to even add. But they didn't even have her really doing none as what a celebrity does, you know. So it didn't feel like you said, it felt rushed. But other than that, you know, Lily saved it. And I can't wait to see her in more films. So number four, out of this. <laughs> Out of these four options, um, which one is your favorite segment of pop culture? Pop culture. Girl. <laughs> is it A, film and cinema, B, fashion and art, C, music and performances, or D, the scandals and celebrity gossip? Because I consider that pop culture too. Based on my history, it's definitely A, film and cinema. Okay. But it is a and a lot more to include B, uh, B and C. Scandals and celebrity gossip, unless it is going to yield some type of intelligent conversation. Even when I was doing this a lot more actively, I really didn't follow too much about celebrities' personal lives, about like who's dating who and all that kind of stuff. It wasn't as which is I was interested in. However, sometimes you can't avoid it. And sometimes it does elicit interesting conversations. Well, see, I love the Kardashians. Like and they're excellent at, you know, scandals and the whole celebrity gossip. One thing about them, they can get you talking. So I've just always been interested in because of them. Okay. Number five, pop culture. Is... Hmm? What did you say? Sorry. No, the Kardashians is my favorite sitcom. Mm-hmm. Well, before I begin, who's your favorite Kardashian, though? Or Jenner? I'm curious. And from a business and pop culture impact standpoint, it's him. Okay. But when I'm watching the show, when I'm watching the show, it's Chloe because she seems like the nicest. I love Kylie. Even though she's a Jenner, I just always threw her, you know, in with the Kardashians. But I'm Kylie. <laughs> I just love Kylie, okay. you know? Tell Kylie, don't touch a thing in there. I know you have the money to pay for it, but that's besides the point. Wait, I'm gonna make a huge announcement. I will go so crazy on everyone if they touch one thing in this room. These photographs, this makeup, it cannot be touched. The sweater, no food, no drinks. If you have to sneeze, go in the other room. Literally, I'm not even joking. Like, if you have to cough, go in the other room. Sorry. So, number five, pop culture is timeless. You know, every decade there's something happening, literally. What is your favorite era of pop culture and why? That's a good one, too. The one that was probably the most formative for me coming up was, the, like, the 2000s. In terms of just things that impacted me the most. But what I immediately go to in both music and cinema when it felt the most exciting, dangerous, rugged, and influential is the 70s. Because you have movies from Taxi Driver to 
The Godfather to Alien to horror movies like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and really just felt very free. And at the same time, you had the explosion of music movements like disco after just coming off of sort of hippie Woodstock moment and before everything got super tacky in the 80s. And we can all see right now the enduring influence that disco has had because everybody's putting it into their sound now. So, uh, yeah, the 70s probably would have been a fun time to be alive in pop culture. Although, as with any era, I probably wouldn't have appreciated it as much at the time. (laughs) As Um, I do looking back. Wow, 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 wow. Here are the top 10 hits on the Billboard Hot 100 chart October 13, 1973. Number 1, Half Breed by Cher. Number 2, Ramblin' Men by the Allman Brothers Band. Number 3, Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Number 4, Higher Ground by Stevie Wonder. Number 5, Angie by the Rolling Stones. Number 6, That Lady, Part 1, by the Isley Brothers. Number 7, Loves Me Like a Rock by Paul Simon and the Dixie Hummingbirds. Number 8, Midnight Train to Georgia by Gladys Knight and the Pips. Number 9, Keep on Truckin' Part 1, by Eddie Kendricks. Last but not least, Number 10, We're an American Band by Grand Funk. Thanks for watching, stay tuned for Act 2.